All the numbers flip in game two. Clay's hot. Anthony Davis is not. And have the Warriors already figured out the Lakers? Let's go. Oh, hey there. John Lund with you. John Lund Unleashed, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for joining us. Full game two review, looking at game three, positive, negatives, all the numbers flip. Crazy game two. 127, 100, the Warriors win. I'm going to stop it at 110 to 80, and I'll tell you why in just a second. But thank you so much for joining us. Barrier Sports Talk five days a week, maybe six days, maybe seven days, depending on what's going on. But obviously, a lot of Warriors talk lately. Thank you so much for watching on the YouTube channel. All you have to do is search John Lund Unleashed. Tell all your friends. You can listen on the podcast as well. I'd love it if you did that. Please subscribe. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Also on KNBR, 680 in the Bay Area in San Francisco, KNBR.com, the new KNBR app, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the voice of the 49ers, Greg Papa, and I. Please tune in that way as well. So anyway, you like to listen or watch, much appreciated. Thank you very much. Never take your viewership or listenership for granted. If you want to contact the show, contact me at John Lund Radio on Twitter. Hit me up. I love it. Even if you don't agree, tell me why. Tell me what I'm missing. I love that. I don't think of everything, so I love differing opinions. Go, you know what? I didn't think of that. So at John Lund Radio on Twitter or Instagram, more on in, on Twitter. I check that more often. Or if you're watching on the YouTube channel, just hit me up under the comments, and I will hit all the comments coming back. As far as the 127-100 or what I say, 110-80 to 80 victory over the Lakers because that's what it was at the end of the third and none of the starters for the Lakers played. And Steph and Draymond and, and Wiggins, for some reason, played a couple of minutes in the fourth quarter but then left after everything started to get very sloppy. And a, a couple of things happened right out of the gate. First of all, we weren't sure what adjustments the, the Warriors were going to make. And look, there's a lot more adjustments to make in this series, but the Warriors made one. And I would imagine that they'll keep doing it because they won, and that is, and we talked about it you know, on KNBR, my radio show today, they had to try to get Anthony Davis out of the paint. They had to spread out the Lakers, uh, put Jermichael Green in, put Kevon Looney, who had been so great in the King series, out, and they just camped Jermichael Green on the three-point line and in the corners, and he scored 15 points, and Anthony Davis still didn't come out. So they did that. It got him running. They were much faster. If you look at the numbers as far as fast break points, the Lakers don't get back in transition anyway. They're a good half-court offense if they can get set, which is they shot a ton of free throws in the first game. So what happens after free throws? You get your defense set. What happens if you don't give them three free throws? They can't get their defense set. So the Warriors did a couple of things. They changed the starting lineup. Jermichael Green spread the floor out a little bit. Klay Thompson was hitting a bunch of crazy shots. You know, you can count on that and you can't. Uh, they got out in transition. They played small. They didn't get out-rebounded despite the fact that they played small. And for some reason, and I don't know what the reason is, if you look at Anthony Davis in the playoffs and a lot of times throughout his career, he'll dominate like he did in game number one where he had 30 points and 23 rebounds. And then he'll do what he did in game two, which is grab get 11 points and grab seven rebounds. And it didn't have anything to do with just playing three quarters. He was just asleep at the switch. And I don't know what that, why that is, but that's essentially what he's done through these playoffs. Score 30, score 16. Score 30, score 13. Score 30, score 11. That's, that's been Anthony Davis in these playoffs. He isn't a consistent player. I don't know if he's tired. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know what the case is. But again, I'm old school in that way. 
I covered the 97 and 98 Bulls uh, against the Utah Jazz in the NBA Finals. I covered the the Utah Jazz for a number of years. Was was a beat reporter for them. Stock Malone never missed games. Not one time did I ever sit and ask Malone or Stockton or Jeff Hornacek or any of those guys, hey, you tired? It just wasn't brought up in those days. You played 40, you played 45, nobody bitched and moaned. They played three and four nights. They played back to backs. It just they played back to back to back. They it was just they didn't have the kind of travel. They didn't have the kind of uh, meals. They didn't have the uh, same kind of information. They just played. Sometimes you have too much information. And right now it's like, are you tired? You know, if somebody suggests if you're tired, are you tired? Yeah, I guess I am tired. Are you hungry? Yeah, I guess I am hungry. Like they just played. And that's not get off my lawn stuff. That's just a fact. And whether it's baseball, whether it's basketball, whether it's it's just kind of soft. And that's just the way it is. So everybody from game one was like, oh, the four Warriors played on Sunday. And then they had to turn around and play on Tuesday, and they're tired. Whatever. They played with a lot more effort tonight. There was an urgency tonight. And I don't know why game ones are like that sometimes, where it's, hey, let's feel the other team out. This isn't boxing. Go. Hey, go. You know what the Lakers are going to do? You know what you need to do? But the great thing about the Warriors is, is that they make adjustments. And they made one. Now it's up to the Lakers, and we'll get into that. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, I've got the score up there. I've got the numbers, and then we'll look ahead to game three. So let's start at the top, 127 to 100. And like I said, I stopped 110 to 80. Small ball, one big. What that means is, obviously, they started small with Michael Green, and then when Draymond Green came out of the game, they brought in Looney. When Looney came out of the game, they brought in Green. So they, they just they always had one big. But they were getting up and down the floor. They were much quicker, much faster. They didn't get out rebounded. I'll put the box score up in just a second. That's the amazing part because if you go small, you're thinking, well, Anthony Davis is going to crush you. I'll give Draymond Green some credit against Anthony Davis. Generally speaking, Anthony Davis was just lethargic, and I don't know why he does that. Sometimes he's in it, and sometimes he's not. If his playoff record this year goes to the path that it's gone to, he's going to be a monster in game three. Then in game four, he's going to disappear. It's It's the weirdest thing. Uh, pick up the pace, as I put up there, under 127-100 on the YouTube channel. Pick up the pace. That's what they did. They busted them on fast break points. I'll put it up there. But they just, any time they could run, they ran. How could they run? The Lakers weren't shooting free throws. And a Schroeder uh, shot their first uh, couple of three uh, free throws with like two minutes left in the half. They were not getting free throws. Remember, they were plus 20 in makes on the free throw line, which could not continue to happen in this series. In game one, they changed that. Clay Thompson had 30 through three quarters. He was hitting everything. The same shots that he was missing in game one that were the high difficulties when you were screaming at your TV set, no, 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 no. You were still doing that. They were just going in. Clay was awesome. And then, like I said, Sleepy Davis. Not Sleepy Floyd. Sleepy Davis. He just, I don't know what it is. I cannot put my finger out. I know Barkley's always bitching about it. Anthony Davis is one of the top five players in the game every other game. And in the games, he's not. He's just not a factor. Did small ball have something to do with it? Absolutely. It got the Warriors going. Jermichael Green got those uh, early threes. He had 15 on the night. That was absolutely a boom. But if you're the Lakers, you're going to look at the film and say, then we got to bust him inside. we got to get second chance points. They'll, they'll adjust to that. There's no question about it. Because the, the Warriors will go, as, go small as long as they can. Steve Kerr is a creature of habit. If he wins, he's going to stay with it. He stayed with Jordan Poole over Draymond Green for a few games till they lost. I think he's going to stay with Jamichael Green in game three, make the Lakers adjust, they'll adjust off that. But as long as they weren't getting out-rebounded, as long as, they, as the Lakers couldn't set up their defense, which is free throws, and then set up their defense and they could run, they were going to stay small. 
uh, as far as the numbers are concerned. And let me, let me before I go through the numbers, let me throw the box score up. But I'm only going to throw up quarters one through three. I'm not throwing up the fourth quarter because it didn't matter. The game was already over. So there you go. Those are quarters as I put up in there, one through three. And let's just go to the bottom first. Points in the paint, 42-32 Warriors through three quarters when the game was over and everybody else got benched. It was 54-28 Lakers in the first game. Anthony Davis absolutely dominated. So the Warriors were plus 10 through three quarters, up 30. Second chance points. You would think the Lakers with small ball would crush them. 6-5 Warriors. And here's the big one, 17-3. Look at the bottom where I've got the highlight. Fast break points, bottom, all the way bottom of the box score. 17-3 on 6 of 10. The Warriors had, or excuse me, Lakers 1 of 6. Plus 14 on fast break points. In other words, they weren't taking the ball out of the basket. They were running. They were rebounding. They were running. They were getting out. And they're making Anthony Davis run. They're making Anthony Davis guard a three-point shooter, which he never came out of the paint and did. But what he did in game one and why he blocked so many shots was the Warriors were playing a traditional offense, and all Anthony Davis had to do was kind of act like he was guarding somebody, even though basically he was floating and staying in the key and just blocking shots when guys came inside, which made the Warriors one-dimensional. In game number two, they did a great job in doing that. As you can see, go up to the Warriors scoring. Jermichael Green, 6 of 9, 3 of 6, 15 points. Uh, Clay Thompson, 11 uh, of 18, 8 of 11. And he had 30 points through three quarters. And you may think that Steph didn't have a great game. He went 6 of 10, 2 of 3, but he had 16 points. But more importantly, he had 12 assists. So again, Steph is smart enough to say, okay, if you're going to double me constantly, if you're going to bring this other guy over, we've got a 4 on 3 and the rest of the on the rest of the court, and I'm going to take advantage of that. And as you can see, Kevon Looney only played 11-44 through the three quarters and had eight boards. And you're saying to yourself, whoa. So look, that's going to change. The, the Lakers are going to make a change, and I think the Warriors will respond. But the one thing that is consistent through the first two games, and I'm not saying it's going to be this big of a discrepancy, but I think it's going to be a major problem. I think it's going to be a major problem which is if you look at the – and this is good for the Warriors, bad for the Lakers. Again, through three quarters, 18 to 9 in three-point shots. So if you're up nine, times that by 23, and you're plus 27 points on three-point shots. Plus 27 on three-point shots. So that's got to come from somewhere if you're the Lakers. Well, in game number one, it came through for three throws at plus 20. But you're not going to do that. So you're 41-31 on rebounds, so they're not getting second-chance points on you. As far as the free throws, that was the biggest number in game number one to game number two. The Warriors through three quarters were eight of 13. The Lakers were seven of nine. So the Warriors were plus one on the free throw line as far as makes. Killed them on the three-point line for the second consecutive game. So unless the Lakers are getting to the line, which means the Warriors are fouling a lot, then that's a massive difference. And really, it was just lazy defense. If you looked at it again, look at fouls. 17-12, so the Warriors only had five more fouls than the Lakers through three quarters. That was a massive difference in game number one. So they weren't fouling as much. Lakers obviously weren't getting to the free throw line. This series, they're going to outshoot them from the three-point line every single game. Maybe not to the extent they did in games one and game two, but how are the Lakers going to make that up? Shots are always a big thing. Total shots that you're getting up through three quarters, 75-74 Warriors. And again, 18-9 on the three-point line. And then you go up to the to the Lakers. LeBron James' uh, box doesn't look too bad, except for the fact that he was 10 of 18 for 23 points. He had 21 of those points at halftime. So 
only had two points in the third quarter. He didn't play in the fourth quarter. So he had two points in the entire second half. And he was hitting shots early, which gives him confidence. And this is weird to say, but that's a that's a good thing if you're a Warriors fan because at some point, he's just not going to shoot. He's not a great natural shooter. If he's getting to the rim, that's one thing. But he's 38 years old, and he doesn't consistently go to the rim as much as he as he used to. Now, maybe in a desperation game, a high-urgency game, which game three is for, for the Lakers, maybe he'll do more of that. But again, he's content right now on shooting jump shots. And then you look at Anthony Davis, 5 of 11 for 11 points. And that was just want to. He just didn't want to. I don't know if he's banged up. I have no idea. But again, his playoff roadmap to this point has been every other game. And game two was the other game. Box score going away in 3-2-1. Again, that's through three quarters, 110 to 80. Nobody played in the fourth quarter, so I didn't care. So again, if you look under numbers, look at second and third quarter. Impress your friends with that one. Warriors 84, Lakers 47. So the the Lakers came out, took the lead in the first quarter, seven-point lead going into the second, and then got outscored 84-47. Free throws 8-7, like I said, through three quarters. Paint 43-32 through three quarters. Warriors, they got outscored 54-28 in the first game. And then the last number there, plus 15 in game one, that's three-point shots made, game two plus 11. So again, and that's... That's a that's the total game was plus eleven through three quarters was plus nine, so if you're outscoring your opponent in game one by forty five points behind the line plus fifteen, that's how many you had on them plus fifteen in the first game. So that's not points, that's total threes. So you're plus forty five. It's really hard to lose a game like that, but the Warriors did plus twenty on the free throw line, et cetera, et cetera. We saw what happened. Plus eleven in game two, three pointers made. That's thirty three points. And it's the main reason the Lakers got blown out because they couldn't beat them up on the line like they did in game one. They're never going to, I don't think in this series, beat them on the three-point line. If they do, then the Warriors are going to lose because that's their major advantage. And then the Warriors looked at the tape from game one, and really they knew this coming into game one, so I don't know why they didn't do more of it. Run on the Lakers. Run on them. Make Anthony Davis get up and down the court. In game number one, if you go back and you watch any of that game, LeBron James is resting defensively. Anthony Davis is resting defensively. Now, he's making plays in the paint, but what I'm saying is he's kind of just hanging around the glass, and he's picking up certain players, but he's not efforting. And then what he's doing, he's allowed to be a rover, and then he goes and blocks the shot. So Steph's going to try to try to get in there for a layup, and it happened a couple of times in game two. But he's a rover, and he can just block shots and hang out. That's what was happening defensively. They didn't have to defend. They weren't defending. And therefore, they had enough, and they had a lot of energy on the offensive end of the floor. And they'll continue to try to do that. But the Warriors made them try to defend up and down the floor, making them both get up and down the floor. And then also, Jermichael Green spreading the floor, where it's like Anthony Davis, if you don't come out. So he had to come out sometimes. It was half hearted effort. He had to come out sometimes. And I'm not saying that was the whole reason for his offensive output being the way it was, but it certainly didn't help. And then making LeBron get up and down the floor. So that's mainly what they did. Uh, and then at the same time, remember, the uh, the rebounding side of everything, not allowing the Lakers to dominate on the boards. I would imagine that one of the things the Lakers will do is they'll crash the boards a lot harder. So, And I think that they'll play a lot harder. I mean, it, it's it's a weird thing to say, but because, again, I'm, I'm old school. In the playoffs, you play hard. In the first game, the Warriors didn't have the correct intensity and urgency. That was part of it. And in game two, it didn't seem like the Lakers did. They got blown out a little bit. The... Warriors made a run on them in the second quarter, and they kind of went, eh, we're good. We got one. 
what else? Uh, transition defense, Jermichael Green pushing the pace. LeBron shoots well. But then in that decisive third quarter, he was just one of five, played with intensity, played with urgency. Talked about the stats flipping second and third quarter, 84-47. Free throws brought up that. This three-point thing is going to be a major issue for the Lakers in this entire series. And I'm not saying this series is over. I'm not saying anything like that. I mean, it's 1-1. And right now, the Lakers have home court advantage. But if you look around, if you start looking around at things, you're saying to yourself, there is a real opportunity here for the, for the Warriors. The Lakers are going to have to – look, they're not going to go small because Anthony Davis is is going to be in the game. Their bench is not quite as deep. Um, their shooting is not as good as the Kings. Their defense is better than the Kings. But what's happening is and what the late, what the Warriors can do with a lot of this stuff is they can pack the paint a little bit if Davis is becoming a problem. I mean, there's still moves that the Warriors can make. They're, this They didn't throw everything – at the Lakers in this game. And then the interesting part, too, for both teams is Lakers sat all the starters in the fourth quarter. For some reason, Kerr put Draymond, Wiggins, and Curry out there in the fourth quarter just for about two minutes to just make sure there wasn't going to be a crazy run. So both teams should be very rested, and we're going every other day in this series. And again, this is just it just drives me crazy, this whole talk of being tired. This, it's the second round of the playoffs. Didn't you rest guys throughout the season for this very thing? Anthony Davis rested throughout the season. LeBron rested throughout the season. Curry rested throughout the season. Clay and Draymond rested throughout the season. That was load management for this time of year. But both teams should be healthy if they, or both teams should be rested. If both teams need to play their key players 40-plus minutes, then they can because they didn't play them anywhere near that. So got it a little extra rest. I don't know if there's a benefit one way or the other. Probably LeBron because he's older, but certainly Steph because he's in constant motion the entire game. So to get Steph those extra minutes off the floor, I think is massive. But give Draymond Green some credit, too. I mean, the numbers are good, not great. They're solid. They're very solid. But Draymond Green called himself out after game one, didn't play very well. And, again, I I don't get it, but it was an intensity issue. He kind of played like he's a boxer in round one, right? Just kind of, eh, we'll get to it, and then, boom, flip the switch. So Draymond Green, intensity-wise, Jamichael Green coming off the bench, spreading the floor, getting the 15 points, getting the key threes, especially early in the game. Klay Thompson, is he going to shoot like this every single night? No, but it was great to see after a couple of you know off games for Clay, And he can hit a lot of these shots. I'm not saying that Clay's going to go out and you know score 30 through three quarters, but he is capable of doing those kind of things. Um, on the flip side of things, Steph has not had a breakout. Let's go look to game three in the l- bottom left-hand corner if you're watching on the YouTube channel. As far as game three, are you going to stay with your Michael Green? Yes. I bet the Warriors do. That's what Steve does. Uh, L.A. shooting, minus 24. If you're going to go 15 and 9, that's what through three quarters. 15 and 11 uh, is the total amount. So 26, minus 26 on threes for the first two games for L.A. They can't win this series if that continues at that high of a level. Just like the Warriors couldn't win the series if they were minus 20 makes on the free throw line, which they were. Uh, which AD, if we're going by the every other game that he's been doing in the playoffs, then Anthony Davis is going to get yelled at and screamed at and told to get his ass in gear. And then Anthony Davis is going to be the Anthony Davis he was in game one. Can they still win if Anthony Davis is that guy? Yeah, because they were close to winning in game one, except for the final minute of the game where they broke down defensively and 
uh, Russell was able to get in the lane. Then they, you know, hit another one, and that was the ball game. But they were there. They were right there, and Anthony Davis dominated with 30 and 23. Uh, a Curry bust out. I'm not saying that Curry played poorly in game two. He didn't. He just switched up. He's like, all right, you're going to play that way? I'll get 12 assists. That's the greatness of Steph. He doesn't care. He had 16 and 12. He played very well. You know, everyone's like, well, very well is 50. It, it just depends on the game. And then home cooking, this would be the thing that would concern me. Officials ebb and flow. I knew that in game two, the Warriors, not to maybe this level as far as the fouls were concerned, through three quarters, they actually made eight free throws to the Lakers seven, and then the game was over. It was a 30-point game, and I didn't count the fourth quarter. They were plus one in free throw makes through three quarters with a 110 to 80 lead. They were minus 20 in free throw makes in game one. It's the reason why the Lakers won. Whistle, 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 whistle constantly. Generally speaking, what happens is that ebbs and flows. The Lakers, as we know, are the number one free throw shooting team in the league, not percentage in the amount of makes and attempts. And the Warriors commit the most fouls in the league and get the least free throw uh, shots. And it's not because anybody's out to get them. You can watch the game yourself if you can in an objective way, even if you're a Warriors or a Lakers fan. And you can see the Lakers are much better at drawing fouls, both from a physical standpoint, getting into the player, but also from an acting standpoint. I guess it's just not a coaching point for the Warriors. I don't like the way the game is played now where everybody's flopping to the floor. I mean, did you see LeBron James at the end of the first half? There was no one around him. He just fell down, like just out of a habit. He's 260 pounds and made of granite. He just kind of fell down. It was like, what are you doing? That's what he does. Just the, the Lakers are taught that way. It's not a tough way. It's not a, you know, but it's just the, if the league is going to do that, they're like, then we'll flop all over. Dennis Schroeder is the new Vladi Divots. Vladi Divots. I mean, he just is. It's unbelievable. But the league rewards you. If you fall, it's like it's like they weren't watching and then, oh, somebody fell. Whoever, whoever fell on the floor got the call. And the Warriors don't do that as much as the Lakers. But my point is, is that, and I'm not, I'm not even mad at them about it. It's just it's the way the game is played. It's annoying. You know, they got to do something about it. I thought there were flopping rules. But apparently those don't get enforced anymore. But the bottom line is, is that it usually officiating ebbs and flows. So after game one, they probably went back and looked at the tape and said, we can't have a plus 20 for one team. And then they're going to look back at game two and they're going to go, ah, we missed some. And then game three, because the Lakers are at home and bitching and moaning and, and officials are humans, the Lakers are probably going to get some. Some extra ones they didn't get in game two. But what you have to watch out for is just to and Steve Kerr has got to stay on this, and you hear this all the time. Phil Jackson did this constantly through the media, just, you know, calls, 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 talking about calls. I'm not a big, you know, zebra guy in terms of determining what a game is, and I'm not saying that the referees were wrong in game one. They weren't. Go back and look at it. They weren't wrong. The Lakers know how to draw fouls better than the Warriors. They were the number one free-throw shooting team in the league, attempts and makes, but... In game three, it'll probably ebb the other way. It just can't ebb or flow to plus 20. Because then, you know, you're looking at, again, you're looking at the box score and you're saying to yourself, okay, how do we make up these points? If it's plus six or eight, okay. Gets into double digits, 15 or 20. Now the Warriors almost have to play a perfect game. And that's going to be tough. But there's enough things. My point is in looking at the game three, stay with Jermichael Green, yes. Shooting the threes will continue. Which AD is probably going to break out? Curry hasn't busted out. 16 and 12 is a nice game. Game one was a nice game. But Curry's going to bust out in a couple of these games. NBA Finals last year, 43 against Boston, 50 against the, the Kings. I'm not saying he's going to do 50 again. But Steph Curry is due for one of those torching nights in one of these games in L.A. 
So if they can keep the free throws down for the Lakers and Curry has a bust-out game, a lot like what Clay had tonight, but even more on top of that, the Warriors are going to win this series. I'm very confident. I said before the series, I thought that the Warriors would win this thing in seven. Um, I'm, you know, It's not that it's ebb and flowing from game to game. It's just even after game one, if you go back and you watch the podcast from after game one, you know, I wasn't discouraged by it. I was looking at these things. I, I, I saw a lot of things that I said, hey, the Lakers did all this right tonight, and they barely beat the Warriors, who were good in game one, pretty good, not great. They were really good in game two. The Lakers will adjust back, but I have ultimate faith in the Warriors adjusting because that's what Steve Kerr and his staff does. So we'll see. There you go. 127-100 for all intents and purposes. It was 110 to 80. LeBron was hot early. AD was never interested. Klay Thompson was red hot. Great move to go to small ball and push the pace. The intensity, the urgency of the Warriors, that's what won the basketball game tonight. Those are the storylines. And the numbers, as I put up there, completely flipped in the Warriors' favor. All right, who's more rested? That's going to be a big story in game number three. Both teams got a ton of rest. Both starters got a ton of rest in this thing. 127 to 100, the Warriors win it. Saturday, game three, the pivotal game three. How you feeling about the Warriors? Put your comments. If you're a Lakers fan, put your comments. Hit me up at John Lund Radio as well. It is John Lund Unleashed, both on the podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast the YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Search John Lund Unleashed. It is John Lund Unleashed only on the Locked On Podcast Network.